There was a time when it was said that if you were an Englishman abroad and couldn't speak the local language, probably a pretty regular occurrence, then the two words that you could use to establish a connection in a foreign land were Bobby Charlton. He was that famous. And with his passing, world football has lost an icon. Charlton was a legend as a player, but when his career ended, his involvement in the game continued as a key advisor to the leadership of Manchester United, a highly respected TV pundit, and as a man committed to nurturing the next generation of young players who attended the Bobby Charlton Soccer School. Thousands of players came through those schools, most famously David Beckham, but generally just kids who wanted to kick a ball. When my dad, Ken Goldman, interviewed Bobby Charlton in the 1980s, the topic of the soccer schools and his approach to coaching were the main focus. What shines through is Bobby's love of the game and his delight in sharing that love with the next generation. I hope you enjoyed the chat between two men with a passion for football. And rest in peace, Bobby Charlton. in America yet, although I'm, hope, I'm hopeful in that direction. But last, last year I ran some soccer schools uh, in Manchester, a residential course for a week, uh, five weekly courses, and we had 600 lads there. And from that, because it was so successful and we worked hard, tried to make it a really good course, more a holiday, I would think. Um, we've had similar response, and in fact, better response this year. So much so that I've been across to New York only over this last few days, and we've got uh, I've I've had great response there too. It looks as though we'll be bringing American lads over, and also I'll be taking possibly a group of coaches across there, uh, different times of the year. It's in its infancy that just at the moment. I'm more concerned really that the the lads in this uh, country get the benefits because we we do we run we run a terrific course and. The, so so much so that the FA said that we had their full approval because of the way it was run. And can I ask who have been staffing your, your courses? Well, it depends on the numbers, but I had, um, last year I had myself, I had Jimmy Armfield, Ian Callaghan. I had about 15 to 20 coaches, depending on the number of lads per week. And we had counsellors, etc. And then I had guest players coming in, Martin Buck and Dave Sexton came in, did the odd hour, you know. And what do they do? They, they actually go out on the field, get coached in various techniques and skills? Well, really, what I try to do is to just sell football to them from 10 to 16-year-old, unless the older group want a little bit of actual physical work. All I want them to do is to enjoy football and at the end of the course go away thinking football's the greatest game in the world. There's plenty of time when they leave school for the physical side, for the training and the running, etc. We give them a terrific holiday. We show them videos. We take them to football grounds. We take them to football matches. We give them football morning and night. Uh, we have talks. We have lectures. Non-stop. But all to glamorise the game of football. So that football is a, is a colourful game for them, not, 
not a slog, not another school's lesson. And from your own point of view, would you consider there is a vast difference between coaching and managing the side? I mean, for example, when we talk about the Football yeah. League, yes. there are a lot of good coaches who haven't quite made it as managers, a lot of managers who weren't of originally good yeah. coaches. Yeah. Of course, no. Uh, I'm, I'm more concerned really with children and getting them off on the right foot. Um, I can only go back to my own experience and I, I look back to the way that I was taught very early on and that I was allowed to just sort of find my way into the game but I fell fall in love with it really and that's what I've tried to do with the children I'm not after making them great coaches I'm not after making them great players but I want them at the end of the day to be better off at the end of the week than they were at the beginning and every one of them says that they are. they've enjoyed it they think that football's terrific and if you love the game of football you can you can then work on them later and what do you think that we've lost over the last few years since you came into the game originally about the game being more restricted and less well, ability to play with the skills? And yeah, more, de more defensive minded these days. I, I tend not to encourage defensive play, although we do take uh, goalkeepers, we do take fullbacks, etc. And defence is very important. But I encourage them more on going forward rather than coming back. And uh, you, of course, had a great shot yourself. Do you work on shooting practices? Oh, a lot, a lot. A lot. I, I push that. There's no point in a, any phase of the game, working on any phase of the game, unless it doesn't actually culminate with a shot at goal, and that's very important. And we work on on making sure that they're never frightened to have a shot at goal, and we give them practice so that they gain confidence. And um, do you think also that we've actually lost something out of our game in the shooting side? A lot less goals are scored this. I think people are frightened to miss. It's as, it's as simple as that. You know, I mean, there's nothing. No, the crowd will never have a go at you if you miss the goals and you have a shot of goals, they'll only criticise you if you, you have the opportunty and you don't take it. So shoot, shoot 20, 30 times, if you miss 29, that one that goes in might just be the one that wins the match for you. In your own day, I mean obviously when you were playing, did you have any particular thoughts in mind when you were going to have a shot or did you just see an opening and have a Well I was taught very young by Jimmy Murphy, the assistant manager of Old Trafford, who spent a lot of time with me. Uh, repetitive work against the wall at Old Trafford and learning how to strike the ball and have confidence in striking the ball and he told me if ever you get round the goals have a dig never be frightened to miss don't actually look at a part of the goal otherwise you're helping the goalkeeper make his decision which way you're going to put it and also you're limiting the, the, the size of your target hit it in the general direction and just let the goalkeeper fend for himself and that's all I used to do and do you think we could learn a little bit from the habits of the older pros um, but going back in the afternoons and working on bad I don't care yes, I, like I don't care what uh, level of football you play at if you don't practice the you practice the what you're good at then you'll never improve you've got to practice and even though the game has changed this day you know the, the people that are really successful are the ones that work at it I was going to say that uh, there's a mixed feeling in coaching that Either you work at your deficiencies or you work at your strengths. Mm. Uh, which would you choose or neither? Well, I suppose that depends on the individual as you look at him. I, I would tend to think um, work on making your deficiencies reasonable and that's about all you can hope for. And the rest of the time spend on, on making your strengths that little bit more, that little bit better. And when can we see some of these coaching courses coming up? When, when well, we start them in, at UMIST in Manchester on the 20th of July and we run six weekly courses this year, which uh, goes right through till the end of August. It's the school holidays, you see. I work within the range of school holidays. 
and um, at the moment we've nearly 600 booked with three months to go so it's going there's going to be a big big response again this year um, we've still got room I can take up to two or three thousand really are these nationally advertised or well we advertise them in the in the soccer magazines for the children you know shoot match weekly we put the occasional advert in one of the Sunday journals but we don't advertise too much because it's so expensive um, but we, we've we've got room for lots of them you know the more that come the better I think it's very important that they see a lot of me that I'm there and I'm there from first thing on Monday morning till they leave on Friday tea time they're, they're fed up of seeing me actually but that's why we keep it in one base in Manchester and if you had a maxim for coaching what would it be well I'm talking about children now um, children now enjoy it you know football is a game it's a sport to be enjoyed it's not another football lesson it's not another lesson they like once they leave school they're going to say oh thank god I don't have to do that anymore they should be thinking football right that's the greatest sport that I've ever played what can I do next you know once I leave school that's it I, I would just encourage them in the basics control heading you know one thing or another like that the basics uh, but generally speaking not tie them down with method let them enjoy it thank you very much